Were you unable to catch the show this morning? Don't worry, we've got you covered. This is the Mark and Jess Replay. Enjoy. I was talking with a friend the other night, and he said that he got an automated call from a political party. My goodness, that was a serious brain fart. I was like, what is it called again? Yeah, political party. That's... Ridiculous. That's not going to work. If a political party is calling you with an automated thing, yeah, no. That's the same thing as those texts that they send out, remember? This is so-and-so from this party. Hey, are you voting for us? Give us a thumbs up or thumb. No. And also stop posting those responses on social media. They're not funny. They're not witty. Just delete the text. You know what? It's just got me thinking about automated callers. Pretty sure I've brought this up before because it angers me every single time. Just was calling Sastel the other day and when verifying who you are or whatever, they ask you to say your name. My name is Mark Johnston. Simple name, right? So it says, please say and spell your name. Something like that, I think. So I'm like, Mark Johnston. And then I spell it. I don't think actually they asked to spell it. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it says, sorry, we did not understand you. Can you repeat? Mark Johnston. Sorry, we didn't understand you. Can you repeat? And then I do it a third time. And then it says, ah, we're going to put you through to someone. You know what? You should have done that off the start. I don't want to talk to this automated thing. Let me talk to a human being. You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay. It took me 21 years, but last night I watched Bowling for Columbine, a Michael Moore documentary that was released in November of 2002. It's about the 1999 Columbine High School shooting and also about guns in the United States. And it is quite a good documentary. And some of the things that Michael Moore does in the documentary, I'm like, oh my God, he's really like, going for it. Like one thing he does is he meets two students that were at Columbine when the shooting happened and these two guys still have bullets in them. Just crazy, right? And the bullets that the shooters bought were from Kmart. So Michael Moore goes with these two students that survived the shooting to Kmart's head office and was trying to like return the bullets to them. Of course, you can't do that. The bullets are in them. But it was insane. Anyway, it actually got Kmart to not sell uh, ammunition anymore, which is obviously good, right? A bunch of other things happen in the documentary as well. That one spoiled it for you if you're like me and haven't watched it before. <laughs> 2023, finally got around to it. You know what movie I'm going to watch next? Citizen Kane. <laughs> The Mark and Jess Replay. Yesterday, I talked about Google's top searches of 2023. Uh, today, I have the most searched musicians on Google in 2023 in the top two. Number two, Jason Aldean, which I'm guessing he was searched a lot because of that song. Was it called Try That in a Small Town? People were probably looking him up because of that song. And then, number one, surprisingly not Taylor Swift. You would think that with everything going on in 2023 with Taylor Swift that it would be hurt. Nope. Shakira. Probably, maybe because of her tax stuff. 
She was doing some tax evading and was getting in trouble for that. So maybe people were Googling because of that. I don't know. Number three, Joe Jonas. Number four, Smash Mouth. The lead singer of Smash Mouth died this year, right? I should probably confirm that before I continue on. Who was it that... Didn't he? Yeah. Steve Harwell. And then number five, Pepino de Capri? Capri? Never heard of him before. Don't know why people are Googling him. He's an Italian singer and songwriter. Probably could have guessed that with his name being Pepino de Capri. You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay. You know when you go onto some websites and it asks you to confirm you're not a robot and then you click on it and six or nine pictures pop up and it says, you know, click on the pictures that have a motorcycle in it or a bicycle or whatever, right? I was just going through that and it's kind of tricky sometimes. You're like, okay, is the... Is the bicycle in that picture or not? You click it and then you're like, I don't know. And then another thing pops up and says, hey, you got to, you know, click on the pictures that have stairs in them. Maybe I didn't get the first one, right? That's why it's asking me again. Anyway, I'm like, why is this what we have to do to determine we're not a robot? Like a robot can write a full movie script, but we don't think it can tell which picture has a bus in it. Gotcha. You're listening to the Mark and Jess Replay. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I was just sitting here thinking about the shirt that I'm wearing, and it's a Ford Bronco shirt. I didn't buy it, but a buddy bought it for me because he said he saw it, and he was like, oh, I thought of you because I drive a Bronco. So he's like, here have this shirt. I think he was kind of trolling me, but at the same time, I'm like, this shirt is nice. I'm going to wear it. And I was sitting here thinking, am I a douche for wearing this shirt? Because I drive a Bronco and I'm wearing a shirt that has a Ford Bronco on it. I don't think so. If it was a Ferrari shirt and I was driving a Ferrari, then yeah. It's like you're gloating. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive a Ferrari and I wear leather driving gloves. I'm not bragging about driving a $38,000 Ford Bronco, you know? Be the same thing as if someone was wearing a Dodge Grand Caravan shirt. You wouldn't be like, oh, that person's bragging about their Dodge Grand Caravan. Although those are sweet vehicles. The Mark and Jess Replay. A family in a small town in New York has set the Guinness World Record for most lights on a residential property. They have quite the Christmas display. 720,426 lights. (laughs) And their neighbors, some of them, are like the neighbors in Christmas Vacation. They're not exactly on board with these lights and the whole display. In fact, one neighbor has announced plans to run for a seat on the town board 
due to officials failing to rein in the holiday tradition. So this guy's upset, and he's like, all right, I'm going to take it into my own hands. Now, there are some things that the neighbors rightfully so complain about. The amount of people that come there and discard like alcohol bottles, apparently, garbage, people pee, that kind of stuff. That's not cool. As far as the light display, though, I don't know. If, if you're going to you're gonna be upset about it and you can't fall asleep because it's so bright, just put one of those sleep masks on. Those are nice. Or at least they look nice. I've never used one, but looks like it could be nice to sleep like that. Can you imagine this family's power bill? They get it at the end of December, open it up, $3,746. Yikes. The Replay with Mark and Jess. a nine-year-old from Colorado and last Christmas she sadly lost her dog Bella and of course that leaves a big void right dogs cats pets become a big part of your family so to honor Bella's memory little Millie decided to do a toy drive to get some toys for animals that are in local shelters. So uh, she did that. And at first it was just kind of family and friends that were supporting this donation drive. And then it gained some attention because some local news outlets were doing stories on it. And... This Christmas, she is going to be able to donate like a hundred toys to local animal shelters. So dogs there have some stuff to play with, which is very cool. With Jess on Mad Leave, it's now time for a blast from the past. Do you know chomping at the bit is actually the wrong saying? Chomping at the bit? Yeah, that's not correct. What is it? Well, let me tell you. Just learned this over the weekend. I've always said chomping at the bit. Yeah, because it's like a horse. Yeah, but they they got a bit. But they champ at it. They don't chomp at it. Champ? No, not champ. Yeah, yes, it is. Okay. Go online. Look at it. It's champing at the bit. That's the correct phrase. Now. I mean, it's acceptable to say chomping at the bit because it's changed over the years, but the origin of it is champing at the bit. What the heck is champing? I don't know. Are you going to Google it? See what it says? Champ. Hmm. What does it say? Another term for chomp. (laughs) Okay, well, that didn't really clear things up for us. But if you do Google it, it it, it goes to champing at the bit. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to new every day. Yeah, but I'm not going to change the way I say it. No, me neither. I think we've talked about this before, but are there any other phrases that maybe hey, you've recently what learned? What I would like, like wow. to know is is it the gist of it or the just of it? I think it's the gist of it, isn't it? Like how do you spell it? J I S T? Yeah. The gist of it. Let's see. Cuz that I never well, know how to type that out, so I just don't I'll avoid it. It's actually G I S T. Oh. Yeah, but it is the gist of it, gist. it looks like. Yeah. Is is uh, J-I-S-T even a word? <laughs> Probably not. Mm, I don't know. 
Google's not really helping that much. No, it's having an off morning, too. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be worse than us, though. Wow, you actually made it through the entire podcast. That's incredible. Catch the show live from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every weekday on Play 92 or listen to the replay on your favorite podcast app.